What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. What up, what up? This is your boy, ATH. This is the undisputed Burger King, Steve Burger. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Bondo. This is Bobby Fish, one half of Red Dragon. This is the hit book, Red Titus. And you're listening to the ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cast on ROHworld.com? They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. These three guys are something like FBI agents. Be careful. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 102 of the ROH Cast. My name is Harry. I am the web designer and co owner of ROHworld.com. And once again, I'm here with my fellow member of the A-Team of the ROH cast. He is the American Bearded Nightmare, John. The A-Team is back again. What is this, three weeks in a row now? Three in a row we've had to... Wait, is it even... It... He wasn't there for um, Cheeseburger, was he? Four. I four, four in a row. Oh my god, wow. I mean, but last time we talked to him, he was taking off on his pants-off dance-off. What I... has happened to him since I... then? I actually received an update. From uh, sort of the online dirt sheets because he's not he's not talking to anyone. Essentially, he was booted off the pants off dance off world what? tour. What? What happened? Illegal stuffing. He was stuffing areas that should not be stuffed <laughs> during a pants off dance off world tour, and he was just booted off. And now he's just he's gone into exile. He's he's living off the coast of Ghana somewhere. I don't know My when he'll come. God, it, that it's took a turn for the worse. He was so. He was so focused on that tournament that he just he just wanted to win the the world tour and I think, defeat. I think, yeah, I think this is a lesson for everybody who listens. Cheaters never prosper. Whether exactly. it is stuffing your boxers or anything else in life, do not cheat. It will not pay off in the end. You'll end up living off the coast of Ghana. For all we know, Nigel McGuinness was refereeing this contest, and you know, honor's been restored. He's cracking down on antics like this, like stuffing trips. How do they so. find out? Did you did you did you learn how they found out he was stuffing? I, I, I don't know to be honest. I don't know the details of how they discovered the stuffing, but it was that found. Is, and that is just—I am disgusted by Stephen's actions. I know, I know. We'll have to find out more when he returns, whenever that may be. He, who knows how long he'll stay in exile for? I'd be ashamed know. to ever show my face in public again. Yeah, exactly. So you know what that means, though. <clears throat> the what? A- you know what that means, though, since Stephen isn't going to be around for a while, what? possibly. What? Or a team in the future. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So now we'll kick off the show as we always do with the latest Ring of Honor on SBG TV show report, which of course John has watched and written up the report for your reading pleasure on rhworld.com. So uh, I believe this. I've actually. Uh, this is always happens. I try to watch the show. I watch a bit. And then end up not watching the rest and never getting around to it. I do apologise. I'm very busy. I'm about to finish my current course. So, although I'm going straight into a job. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll have time to watch it. But well, that show... day is not today. No, it's not. Especially when it began with Michael Bennett taking on Brutal Bob Evans. What do you think of this? Well, to kind of echo your sentiment from a minute ago, where you start it then never finish it. And if I didn't have to write this TV report every week, I doubt I would be able to finish the show. It is just every week. It features solid in-ring action, 
but it is just so hard to sit through for some reason. I always catch myself checking the time, uh, how much I have left to it's over. And Dude. this week, I was just like, all right, I got to get near the end. I was 17 minutes into the show. <laughs> Now, do you have this issue every week? Because you write the report each week for us. Every every week, I'm just like, all right, let's get this over with. Let's get this over with. So for so, some, their show is just lacking something. I can't put my finger on what, but they're, they're It's not because it's bad, is it? Is it is it just dragging not, on or something? It's, just, or, I mean, it's, it's not bad. No, it's not bad, but it's not necessarily interesting either. I think that's the problem. Nothing of significance ever really happens on these shows. Well, well, scum were just recently packed up other than the steel cage warfare and the recent i guess they're getting better at it in recent weeks with the steel cage warfare and the tag title switch but for the majority of the 99 episodes you've had so far of the ring of honor on sbg there's not been much of note to happen on it i mean think of, can you think of anything significant other than steel cage warfare or tag title switches i'm probably not the best person to ask this question but but, but if but but if something more interesting was to happen every week, you'd be more inclined to probably find yeah. the time to watch it. Yeah. But I guess that leads to our uh, first match of this uh, week. I want to touch on this one more thing before we. Uh... Do you, do you find this issue with any other program, or is it just? just I mean, the Ring of like, Honor. And do you think it's maybe because you have to write the report and you have that sort of negative stigma attached to the show, maybe, or is it just? Wait, wait, wait. Negative. Negative stigma attached to writing for ROH World? Never. <laughs> Answer the question. Are you talking about just wrestling shows or just TV just shows in general? Wrestling. Um, I have a hard time sitting through Raw because it's three hours, mm. which I heard they're going to move SmackDown to three hours possibly, oh, which God, no. I don't watch SmackDown anyways. TNA Impact, I haven't gotten through an entire episode and. Like just sitting straight through it in a couple years. <laughs> um, NXT I could sit through easily every week. That's that's an amazing show. So I think, I think it might just be me, but I think Ring of Honor could put on a better television product as is, and they've been doing a better job of it recently with the with the Steel Gauge Warfare with the tag title switch and with the main event and this week's show we're about to talk about. Uh. But everything leading up to the main event I thought was kind of poor, and. Oh, and the action kicked off with, as you said, Michael Bennett going one-on-one with Brutal Bob. And I don't... I, I guess, you know, this kind of needed to blow off. It needed to happen but at it, some point. And I'm kind of glad that they did it on TV as an opener. It didn't last very long. They just sort of got it out of the way. And and for what it was, it was, what, a five-minute match? Yeah, it was It was, it was, it was okay. Yeah. It, it's not much to complain about, but it wasn't anything I'm going to really remember... I think it'd be better off to maybe have Bob bring in another kind of protege to go after Bennett. Maybe maybe Cheeseburger. That would be an amazing storyline. Have Brutal Bob train Cheeseburger. <laughs> it becomes the new protege. <laughs> and teach him how to pound those sweet, delicate mouths. Exactly. We all need to know that. Um, so what happened after the, the opener? Because unfortunately that's where my viewing ended. Well, we, f- we forgot to mention, Cheeseburger appeared. Yes, after, after the match, yeah, Cheeseburger made a uh, surprise appearance out of nowhere. He Literally. Just he just flew into the ring. <laughs> we have no idea where he came from. And tried to take out Bennett, but it failed horribly. And he took one of those devastating Mike Bennett pile drivers. Mm. But yeah, I would, 
I, I, I think Michael Bennett, you know, as a character, can be entertaining. His in-ring work still needs to, still needs to, uh, I guess, match the level of his character. But after the match, he did sign a contract to confirm that he is staying with Ring of Honor. There we go. So maybe, hopefully, we'll see him used more consistently. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it won't be as bad as he sort of... Ever since he didn't win that TV title, it was just downhill for Bennett. So what, what, what else speaking, happened? Speaking of downhill, oh, next God. is a Women of Honor match. Oh, with, dear. With Bonesaw Brooke taking on Mischief. Wow. Bonesaw... You know, we actually called last week's show Bonesaw, and I had no idea that there was a woman of honor called Bonesaw. Well, in fact, Bonesaw was not ready because Mischief defeated her with a crazy-looking Pepsi Plunge-type pedigree pile <coughs> driver type. What did, what did Kevin Kelly call it? That's you know, that's the official name. Of oh, the... what a move! Oh, okay, okay. It looked like it could either be... I couldn't tell if it was a pile driver or a pedigree-type move, but she basically dropped Bonesaw Brooke right on her head from the second rope. Ooh. How 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 was the match? I mean, the spoilers when they went out said the crowd weren't really into this at all. It was a mischief match. It wasn't that good. They really do not need to build the division around mischief. Build it around Athena. Build it around Veda Scott. Build it around anybody but mischief. She's what a ten-year veteran now. I don't know, to be honest. It's I'm trying to remember like the pre-match graphics. You know, she's been around. She's been around the block a time or two. And if she's not any better or any more interesting than what she is, she is not worth building a division around. Bonesaw Brooke was, I thought her offense when she was able to, you know, have the small comebacks in the squash match, squash match, <laughs> squash match. <laughs> Uh, she was just she was more entertaining than Mischief is. I just do not like Mischief whatsoever. Mm. So then, was it the main event next? Yes, there was a quick uh, inside ROH. Nothing significant happened in it, as usual. Then we had the main event. Tommaso Ciampa, Michael Elgin, and Kevin Steen teamed up to take on BJ Whitmer and the American Wolves. Wow. So this they kept on screaming, This is honor personified! This is what honor's all about! And they even said at one point, nothing is on the line during this match. <laughs> like, why are they having it? Oh, dear. But, you know, silly silly things like that aside, how was the actual match itself? I thought this was a fantastic match. I thought this was an incredible way to end the show. Everybody kind of had their moment to shine. Uh, Steen kind of took a back seat for the most part, I thought, and kind of focused on more comedy elements, which I thought were great. But mm. even he had a few moves here and there to kind of pop the crowd. But... Overall, Ciampa and Elgin came out looking like monsters from this match. I thought it was just incredible. Uh, if you haven't seen this match, definitely. I might have to check this one out, actually. It, it, it does sound worth it. It does kind of turn into nothing but moves, moves, moves at the end. It kind of turns into overkill. But I thought it was still a lot of fun to watch. And it took up probably about half the television show. So even though the first half of the show wasn't that great, it was completely overshadowed by the awesomeness right. of this event. So they had plenty of time to go out there and just do whatever they wanted for about 25 to 30 minutes. And I thought it worked perfectly. And it really set up Elgin as the man to beat in the tournament. Mm. So I believe that was that episode 99 of the TV. Does that, that was mean... episode 99. Next week is episode 100. Well, they've got it... a lot to live up to, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we, we set the bar for episode 100. So. We did. You know, they've got to watch out. 
Maybe if they don't have Nana on there, it's going to be a disappointment. <laughs> and Marketh. And Marketh. Sorry, Marketh. Uh, go on. I believe you're going to say something about episode 100. Yeah, they they kind of teased what episode 100 is going to be. And it's going to be uh, them showing old matches from the first 99 episodes of the show. And have Jay Lethal and Roderick Strong kind of give their thoughts on the matches. I'm not sure if it's going to be serious or Mystery Science Theater 3000-ish. But it should be intriguing to watch. We'll have to find out next week. So that wraps up uh, the latest Ring of Honor TV show. And now we're going to move on to the news, which for the time being, in fact, you will always be able to find it on rhworld.com. Well, before we get to the Ring of Honor news, I think Harry has some news about how the how the website rohworld.com might be structured in the yeah. near future. Yes, we've uh, we've decided to make some changes to the website. If you, for those the few few of you who do check out the main website, um, you may have noticed a a disappointing lack of content recently, and we've realised that between well, I don't write uh, anything, so I can't do words. Um, John and Stephen. Just we just don't have the time anymore to provide the sort of the the regular content that's sort of required to keep a website um, fresh and up to date and you know interesting, make you want to keep going on it. And we realised that what people think of when they think of ROH World and what people go there for is the forum. And you know we asked people on Twitter, Facebook, and the and the forum about this idea of essentially ROHWorld.com will become the forum. There will be no sort of separate website and the forum separate. Because at the moment, they do, to me personally, kind of feel like two separate entities. So essentially, the homepage of rhworld.com would become the forum. We would no longer have the news and columns sections. The news can always be found on the forum because, to be honest, they get it on there quicker than we can write up an article anyway. Um, However, we will, of course, still keep... The podcast that will not change will still happen every week, and there'll still be uh, you know an easy category that will jump you straight to that. In fact, it'll look exactly the same as it does now um, as you access the podcast on the website. Um, we're going to be keeping the results, so we're still going to have the results of all the shows the day after they happen. Sort of a the reason why we kept that was mainly for like an archive because there's results all the way back to like 2011 there. So sort of keeping that rolling archive of all the events, and we'll also keep be keeping our reviews of all the shows so um yeah keeping our sort of deep well, not dvd but video on demand reviews easily available so hopefully you will all like these changes um it makes it a lot easier for us and we hope we're basically just trying to focus on what the fans and the readers seem to respond better to so i have actually posted a very shoddily done photoshop of how this might look on Twitter, Facebook, and the forum, if you want to go and uh, check that out. But essentially not much will change, apart from the fact that the homepage will be the forum, and then we'll still have separate results, reviews, and podcast categories. I think that sums everything up, John, doesn't it? That summed it up pretty well, yes. And I, <laughs> the funny thing is, this isn't, this isn't that long after we were making all those announcements about how we were changing and having more articles and all this. And we realised that we just don't have the time. So we hope you like these new changes and we will actually stick with these ones. So, uh, yeah, 
be sure to, if you're not already a member on the forum, be sure to go and uh, check it out at rohwood.com slash forum. As, you know, that will become the the main, you know, focal point in the homepage of the site from now on. So, so yeah. And now moving on from the uh, kind of in-house things to, to more Ring of Honor news, BJ Whitmer, after that disgusting pile driver he took from the apron on the apron from Mike Bennett at All-Star Extravaganza 5, was diagnosed with a bruised spinal cord in his Oof. neck. Uh, he was also diagnosed with spinal stenosis, which is the same thing that ended the careers of Edge and Stone Cold Steve oh, Austin. Oh, dear. That's not good. I didn't know that. That's not good. Um, he is seeking a second opinion, but there's obviously no timetable set for his return yet. Yeah. So we all, we all you know, hope that he yeah, is able to crossed. recover. Fingers crossed. Yes. Hope, hopefully he'll get better, but that it doesn't but sound this, good. But this you know, kind of brings up the point of dangerous moves these wrestlers have been performing for very little reward, I think. This match, I don't think, would have been any worse off if this move had not have happened. Because it seems to me that in Ring of Honor and across the independent scene in general, there have been a lot more move, dangerous moves performed on the apron, which is, what, a foot wide? The, the margin for error is so small, and, and the likelihood for injury is so high, mm. that I don't see why they continue putting themselves in such it, high it's, risk. It's a big risk, and they, you know, obviously it's not something that Mike Bennett was like, hey, you're taking a power driver. It's always something they both agreed to and thought was going to add to the match, and I don't know if that was even the finish. I'm assuming it was going to be at least near the end or something that devastating, and it just, you know, as you say, there's the chance of injury on such an area like that is so high, especially with a move like the power driver. And uh, it's just, it's just unfortunate they just went wrong and we, you know, we hope he does get better. So hopefully in the future we kind of see, you know, we all love high risk moves, but within reason, obviously. Mm. But in better news and happy news, a former GHC junior heavyweight and former three-time GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion, Ricky Marvin will make his return to Ring of Honor during the Death Before Dishonor weekend in Philadelphia on September 20th and 21st. Uh, this is his uh, first appearance since 2007 in a six-man tag at Live in Tokyo. So this is obviously a big deal as this uh, almost two-decade veteran of the sport makes an appearance for Ring of Honor. Nothing to add, Harry? I'm just sort of speechless with excitement. I can tell. I can tell in your voice that, that you just cannot wait till Death Before Dishonor weekend. I can't. I'll be staying and up live. Oh, oh, wait. You would have been staying up live. <laughs> Keep going. You, you could just be so excited you don't sleep till the video on demand released. <laughs> I'll be awake for like seven days. <laughs> in a other kind of talent-related news, Raymond Rowe, who appeared at Honor in the Heart of Texas, will return to the company when Ring of Honor hits Chattanooga, Tennessee and Birmingham, Alabama, September 6th and 7th. And Luke Hawks will return to Ring of Honor for the first time since 2004 during that same weekend. John, so we can see... What? Who are these people? <laughs> well, Raymond Rowe obviously had an impressive performance in Texas a few months ago. And if you can't remember that performance, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and Luke Hawks is a veteran of this industry. He has made a name for himself, not only you know across the country, but I'm going to say across the world. 
And now he's going to bring that worldwide phenomenon to Ring of Honor in a little under a month. Okay. And finally, to wrap up the news, there's been a mysterious video appear regarding Ring of Honor. Uh, it's about 30 seconds long and kind of features an Inception-esque kind of soundtrack of just bong <laughs> in the background. And there, and there appears to be a clown at the end or something. Yes, yes. I have uh, taken the time to go back and rewatch the video and transcribe what it what it says. Oh, no, you're not going to read it out, are you? I am going to read it out. <laughs> Do you need some music? If, if you would like to provide me music, I would. Oh, I, I can't, unfortunately. Go on, go on. Just read, read it out. Life is an, endless, is an endless struggle until we die, filled uh, with wins and losses. But if you consider yourself already dead, what is there to lose? Saturday, August 17th, New York City. Who could this be, Harry? Well, a clown? There's, there was a clown at the end. I'm pretty sure that was a clown. It was either a clown or some kind of demon. It looked like a demonic Krusty the Clown to me. <laughs> I don't know. Who could it be, John? Who do you think? Could it be something to do with Prince Nanas? Badasses that he's bringing with him to Manhattan Mayhem? Well, the only undead wrestler I can think of is The Undertaker. So it was obviously Undertaker she's debuting in Ring of Honor. There we go. Manhattan Mayhem 5. Here to here first. But if you had to make a... Besides The Undertaker, which is the obvious <laughs> choice, if you had to go, you know, kind of a different way. Off who the wall, a bit think, outside the box. Yeah, if you, had to, if you had to think outside the box a bit, who do you think <sighs> you would choose for this? I don't know. I really don't know. Great, great insight. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> where's, your, where's your insights? I told you The Undertaker. Yeah, well, yeah, but what about if you were thinking outside the box and not going for the obvious one? Outside the box? I mean, could it be a... Uh, Jimmy Jacobs, since he is the zombie princess? Nah, I can't imagine that. Whatever, what, whoever it is, you will find out rhworld.com this weekend when Manhattan Mayhem 5 takes place. And that wraps up this crazy news segment. There we go. Full of interesting scoops that I have all the knowledge about. So, now we'll move on to recapping uh, some results and previewing upcoming shows so uh while we in fact we haven't even touched on the fact we had no podcast last week what happened john uh we didn't have a podcast <laughs> there we go um so <laughs> while we you know that week we took off um all-star extravaganza 5 took place um in toronto on august the 3rd so I'm just going to quickly recap the results, and we do have a full review on rohworld.com, which Stephen has written whilst in exile. Um, he gave. He is still committed. He's still committed to the website, but he's just he doesn't want to talk to us. He's just you know he submitted his article, didn't say anything about it. So he gave it three and a half stars, and uh, he said that I'll I'll read. His, you know, his overall thoughts. Uh, he says, It was a good show without reaching the heights I thought it might be before I watched. There were a few entertaining, ma- entertaining matches, but it was missing that one brilliant match to take it to the next level. I'd maybe wait for this on DVD due to the price increase and it being a bit weaker than a few of the other big ROH shows they've done this year. 
So we'll recap the results quickly for you. Um, Kushida defeated Adam Page with a corkscrew moonsault. In the uh, world title tournament, Tommaso Ciampa defeated Silas Young. Um, BJ Whitman versus Michael Bennett ended in a no contest due to the unfortunate power driver. Um, obviously, BJ Whitmer can't compete in the tournament anymore, so Mike Bennett advances. Um, Roderick Strong defeated Matt Taven in the tournament. Uh, Michael Elgin defeated Paul London. And in a big surprise, I don't think we predicted this, Adrenaline Rush defeated CNC in the Young Books. Yeah, I think none of us predicted that. I think we both said CNC would get the win here. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe ever since that, you know, interview that was cut off, they've just been punished. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Kevin Steen defeated Brian Kendrick to advance in the tournament. And in the quarterfinals, Adam Cole defeated Jay Lethal. And I believe we said, we we uh, agreed upon on RHCast 101, that if Jay Lethal lost, he's no longer unbeatable. This is the final straw now. So, so does the unbeatable does the unbeatable moniker now go to Bobby Fish? I think it's going to have to, isn't it? The unbeatable Bobby Fish. Uh, that has a good ring to it. It does, actually, yeah. You heard it here. 102, Jay Lethal, that's it, you're done. Does he have a new nickname, or is he just, just Jay Lethal now? Um, unwinnable? <laughs> that's terrible. Maybe we'll <laughs> think of one. Um, and I just speaking of names... I, this was uh, mentioned a few weeks ago on our Facebook page, and we completely forgot and didn't bring it up on the show, but we actually requested a name for Matt Taven's finishing move, and we got one. The it ST... Be... Go ahead. See, it, might be, it might be the single best finisher name I've ever heard in my life. Go ahead. What is it? It is the STDDT. Amazing. It's The STDDT, it's, it's brilliant. It needs to be called that. I'd like to see Kevin Kelly try and probably fumble it, but you'd probably start it... calling every move the S D D D S T D D. you can't say it, let alone Kevin Kelly. Um, so then we got to the main event, and this seems to be now a reoccurring theme. On episode one hundred one, we had new Ring of Honor tag team champions. On episode one hundred two, we have new Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions as the American Wolves defeated the Forever Hooligans. And, you know, as they said, their Tartarain was going to last forever! And lasted one week, so I now pronounce them the one-week hooligans. And they... Well, yeah, they... And if you watch the TV show, their Tartarain didn't even last a day. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, so, yeah. The American Wolves defeated the Forever Hooligans to become the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. And will now be defending them August 17th at Manhattan Mayhem 5. Which we might as well transition straight into to preview that. And for all we know, we could go to 103 with new Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Maybe this is going to happen every episode up until 200. And then a new title will change every week. Who knows? So, Manhattan Mayhem 5 takes place this Saturday, August 17th in New York. Um, if you will bear with me while I deal with the official website and try and find the card, because it's never easy, here it is. This is terrible podcast, I apologise. Uh, Silas Young 
will take on Adam Page. I believe this is the third time we've seen this in recent memory. Sort of a mini mini feud or rivalry going on between these two. This is the second time we've actually seen it straight up. The last time it was supposed to happen, QT Marshall got involved. That is true. But did it not happen on TV and then again for the tournament? It was supposed to happen in the tournament or as the uh, as the qualifying match for the tournament. Oh, the QT Marshall. Yeah, yeah. You're correct. I do apologize. Um, it also should be noted that Prince Nana will be joining the commentary team for the evening. And if you listen to any of our interviews with him, you know that's going to be amazing. So this this already makes the show worth it. And I hope this... I just want to add, I hope they don't charge extras for this show. They tried to pull that with the All-Star extravaganza. Hopefully this will still be the $15. Um, in a Proving Ground match, Matt Taven takes on New York's favorite, Mike Mondo. Woo! He's back. No he fear. Hashtag, boom! Hashtag boom is back. But some people are crapping on this. Like they're forgetting the match they had. They're sort of the breakout match that these two had on that TV show. Was it last year? Yeah, it's about a year ago now. Yeah, that match was really good. So for all we know, this could be just as good. Good to see Mondo back. Hopefully, he's, I don't know what was wrong. If he was injured or who knows what was going on. But he's back now. So, yeah, looking forward to see what he has in store for us. So, then we have a Scramble Rules tag team match. Now, John, you're the master of rules in Ring of Honor and all of wrestling. What is a Scramble Rules tag team match? Scramble Rules are pretty much quite similar to uh, Lucha Libre rules, to where when one wrestler leaves the ring, uh, the other wrestler may enter the match legally without being tagged. Mm. I've just noticed we haven't done any predictions, which is normally what we do when we preview this. So I'll quickly go back through. Silas Young, Adam Page. Silas Young. Yeah, I agree. I think Silas Young's uh, got more potential at this moment anyway. Uh, Taven Mondo? Taven. Mm, I don't... It's Mondo's return, though. Hashtag boom. I'm going Mondo, Mondo on that one. Um, in the Scramble Rules tag team match, it will be Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander taking on Adrenaline Rush. And surely CNC have got to win this. They can't lose again. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with sure. Adrenaline Rush just, oh, because, my. just because they've been pushing them really hard lately. <laughs> so Very, very strange. I don't know what. What is going on with CNC? Uh, then we have several um, tag, t- sorry, not tag team, but world title tournament matches. As Tommaso Ciampa takes on Michael Bennett, with the winner advancing to take on Adam Cole in the semi-finals. This Tommaso Ciampa is clearly this is pretty obvious. Yeah, this, I don't really need think we even need to discuss that. Let's be honest. Because he's going to face Cole. Cole will do some sort of dirty tactic to beat him. And then we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see Adam Cole in the final. So our next tournament match is Roderick Strong versus Kevin Steen. This is a tough one. <sighs> because let, let, let's, let's talk about the next match at the same time. In another tournament match, it's Carl Anderson versus Michael Elgin. And the winner of these two matches will face each other 
in the semi-finals. Now, it's quite clear that Michael Elgin will beat Anderson and get his revenge and advance to the semi-finals. Do you agree? That I say, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to say uh, Steen beats... But it makes sense for him to face Strong because it's all the House of Truth stuff. And yeah, it also... But they've kind of forgotten about that and turned Strong kind of face in the last few months. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say Elgin overcomes Steen after their great match they had Did last he ever beat Steen? I don't believe so. There we go. It kind of makes sense. You know, he's avenging his loss against Anderson. Um, you know, he's, he's had a good track record. He beat Paul London, Carl Anderson, and possibly next Kevin Steen. So I think you could be right there. I think we'll see Steen advance. And then, it, it, uh, you know, is it looking like Cole, Cole Elgin in the finals, as we predicted early on? It seems pretty obvious that that's what they've uh, been building to. Does that disappoint? I don't know if it disappoints me, but... It doesn't disappoint me. It just feels like the whole tournament... is a waste is... of time. It's just a waste of time until we get there. Because, like... Sure, it's me... going to have great matches, but... Like, we crapped on this tournament as soon as it was announced. And the fact that there's 16 guys in it, and everyone picked the final two, and that's basically what we're going to get. And... You know, you could call it either way who's going to actually leave with the belt, but I personally would have just preferred they announce Elgin versus Cole for the vacant belt and be done with it. But the tournament's almost over, John. We're making our way through it. Yes, there are some good matches, but we're just not a fan of all the tournaments Ring of Honor keep doing. So I believe it is next month, isn't it? Death for Dishonor weekend that this tournament wraps up. So It's just so- over one month away. Finally, we will have a Ring of Honor World Champion, and I just hope that Jay Briscoe doesn't come out and do that storyline someone predicted on the forum. Um, I might cry if that happens. <laughs> Final Battle 2013, undisputed, champion versus champion, I'm telling you. Um, we have a first-time ever Dream Tag Team match. The Young Bucks take on the Forever Hooligans. This should be awesome. Yeah, that should be amazing. Fantastic. Very, very good. And then in our main event, the new Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, the American Wolves, take on Red Dragon, also known as Team Amphishin. Also known as the soon-to-be two-time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. I think you're right. I think this is... These, all these title swaps were just to have the belts be defended in Toronto and try and get a sort of buzz around the tag division, I think. Um, not a huge fan of two tiny reigns in a row, but do you think there's lots of rumors that this could be it for the Wolves? Well, my whole thought process of this feud leading up to this mm-hmm. was that I thought it was going to lead to final battle because I know the Wolves, there's rumors about the Wolves leaving soon. Yeah. So I thought it was going to lead to final battle or you know, at the time when I was coming up with this theory, another iPay-per-view. You know, those are since been destroyed. Stop. Yeah, but... I was thinking it was going to lead to oh, a Red John, Dragon. Maybe it's the eye pay-per-views coming back from the dead on August 17th. That's where the videos are from. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. Oh, oh, my God. You heard it here first. <laughs> it's Breaking RH, the news down. RHCast exclusive. <laughs> Go well, on. I thought Go this on. whole storyline between Red Dragon and the Wolves was going to lead to the uh, Team Man Fishing defending the belts against the Wolves in like a final blow-off match with the Wolves put, kind of putting their careers on the line to get the shot in like a loser-leaves-town match, and then the Red Dragon's going to go over that way. But apparently that's not what we're getting. 
No. I always thought that the Wolves were just going to beat Red Dragon, become tag champs and sort of have a little reign and then leave. But obviously, that's if the, if the rumours are true and this is their last match, that's, that's a big loss for Ring of Honor to lose David Richards and Eddie Edwards at the same time. That, that that's tough. Because you, yeah. you know that's a huge blow to the singles and the tag division tag at the same division. time. It's a lot like when the uh, Kings of Wrestling left a couple years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of left the at a like a little hole in the middle of the cards that would or otherwise be filled by them either being a tag team or branching off into singles wrestlers, mm. and that's quite similar to how the Wolves have been used lately. So if they do depart, you're going to have to look for wrestlers to step up pretty quickly. I hope they don't leave. But I suppose, no, that's as selfish as a Ring of Honor fan, isn't it? You know, you obviously want to see them progress and do better. And maybe we'll see them on NXT. Maybe we'll see them on Impact. I don't know what the sort of the, the rumors are at the moment. But best of luck wherever they end up. And I hope they get some sort of send-off. Because recently guys haven't been. They just sort of yeah. disappear. Which... I can see them get a send off at, at a house show like this, especially in New York. Yeah, it'll be a sp- maybe. I could imagine it being a after the event sort of thing where they grab the mics and talk for a bit, and that'd be it. But it wouldn't be part of the official show, perhaps. I don't know. Um, so that wraps up our preview and predictions for Manhattan Mayhem Five, which takes place Saturday, August seventeenth, and. With Prince Nana laying down that there's going to be his two ass kickers there, myself and John, it's you know it's going to be worth a watch, isn't it? It's probably going to be the best show of all time. <laughs> we just make our debuts. Um, so yeah, we'll be sure to check out rohworld.com this weekend for results from the show, and we'll also have a review as soon as Ring of Honor get the rat together and put the video up. So that wraps up all the news and previews, and now we're going to move on to the questions and topics that you've sent in. Um, there's several ways you can do this. You can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash rohworld. You can go on our Twitter, or tweeters rather, at roh underscore world. And finally, you can go on our forum, rohworld.com slash forum. Hey, just think, when we say that link, we can get rid of the slash forum soon. It'll yeah, just, just do ROH it. World. It'll just do it automatically. Anyway, here are the topics. Now, obviously, this is usually Stephen's job, but he's currently in exile, so bear with me while I try and uh, get a grasp of this extremely. How does it feel to have that intro music all for you? Uh, I don't really like it. Um, no, I, I much prefer the Mark of the Song, but we haven't, we can't play that this week. Um, we have Ken on Facebook who says two Jimmy Rave questions for you. Number one, do you think he's one of the men that Nana is referring to regarding the impact he's about to make to the tag division? Uh, uh, I hope not. possibility, but I don't want to see it. No, I'm, I wouldn't be... No, I don't want that, to be honest. I'm... I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, Ken. We've already revealed when Nana was here. He confirmed it, that it's me and John that he's bringing out. I don't... It's not going to be Jimmy Rave, is it? Um, and he also says, this is, if not, how awesome would it be if Rave ran in to interfere in a match at Death Before Dishonor XI-11 with a scum shirt on 
Later revealing that no one told him the group has been disbanded. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> that reminds me, there was, a, there was a bit in TNA, I remember, where the main event mafia stopped, and but Scott Steiner thought it was still going on. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> Something like that with Jimmy, was, was someone could be quite entertaining, to be honest, with Jimmy Rave. Um, that, that's all we have on, on Facebook. So now we'll move on to Twitter. And well, it's confusing here. I'm, I'm struggling. Here we go. <laughs> Adam on Twitter says, best entrance music in Ring of Honor, both today and ever. Now, best entrance music? That's... Is that what the question was? I'm sorry. I, I wasn't uh, really paying attention. Yes. I was reading the forum, trying to get insight on the August 17th thing. <laughs> But yes, best entrance music, and it's a bit unfair to compare the past ones because they could just they just use whatever they want. Use whatever they want, but but I still think the American Wolves entrance music is amazing. It is and very so good, and so is Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen's is Roderick Strong is also very good. I think. I was always Tr- a fan of Tyler Black's music as well. Hmm. What about Truth Martini? Oh, obviously. Are we able to play that, or or has that been, or has that had to stop? <laughs> Who's going to stop us? <laughs> I'm, 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 no, I'm not going to. Do I play it? Do you want to hear it? I, I always want to hear it. Well, you, you know, you, you can't just make demands like this. <laughs> it's time to get off. Oh! Hey, ladies, take your pants off. Fellas, take your pants off. Hotties, take your pants off. Alright, 20 seconds we don't get sued. I think that's enough. <laughs> is, uh, do you think Steven's ashamed to hear that now? It kind of brings back the memories of what he did. Oh, that, that infamous stuffing incident. Well, I think we're going to have to call him the stuffer from now on. Right. <laughs> um, I like how whenever we get one of these questions, like best something in Ring of Honor ever, we just like we just shout out random things that we like and then just move on. Move on. <laughs> We're so terrible at answering these questions. I mean, how else would we answer one of those questions? Yeah, though? we can't pick one. I mean, it'd be obviously CM Punk's was was very good. Is uh, the core personality, but and obviously Brian Danielson had the final countdown. So we you can't really compare those with with what they have to do. But to be honest, what they have to do is all right. A lot of it. Yeah, so... I quite like like quite a bit of uh, the songs they have now. Mm. Uh, not They don't always kind of match the wrestler, but they're usually pretty decent songs. I think we're forgetting about the McDuck Money as well, Prince Nana. Oh, that's absolutely. That's, that's that's top of the list. That, that and House of Truth is tied for first. <laughs> he, he also adds that to him, Eric Stevens is the most disappointing wrestler in Ring of Honor history. If you remember back to the last show, John, we discussed about most disappointing wrestler. Yeah, and I can agree about Eric Stevens. He had a series of just phenomenal matches with Roderick Strong, and then he kind of just faded into obscurity before he joined the embassy and then was ultimately let go. So, yeah, I can see, I can see that. And um, we have another Twitter question from Zach, who says, "Do you think Ring of Honor will give the Wolves a proper send-off in New York?" I think we we touched on that earlier. Um, he also asks. What what more generic name will NXT give Eddie Edwards? It surely Edward any name Edwards. surely any name will be an improvement. John John Johnson or something like that. <laughs> oh dear. 
I dread to think what they could come up with. Maybe they'll just call him Eddie Edwards. Who knows? Um, so, now we'll move on to the forum. Oh, there's a lot here. DX versus NWO 1994 says, In case you were wondering, the reason why the Cole Lethal quarterfinal match was in Toronto is because Cole is wrestling for another promotion the same day as Manhattan Mayhem 5. So, there you go. There's someone who knows their stuff better than we do. Because we were like, why is there a quarterfinal here? So, yeah, thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, thanks. But I find it weird that other companies can take precedent over Ring of Honor. Because Ring of... Don't you find that weird? Well, it depends how long ago the booking was made. Because sometimes Ring of Honor don't have dates confirmed. I I don't know. I mean, we had Davey when he was all champ going off to Japan. So, this is nothing new. True. Um, now that he also adds, now that we've seen Carl Anderson in Ring of Honor, what do you think the chances are that we will see Anderson's Bullet Club stablemate, Prince Devitt, in Ring of Honor? I would love to see Prince Devitt in Ring of Honor. I don't think it's any secret that I'm not that big of a Japanese wrestling aficionado, unlike the former or uh, fellow A team member Harry is. You just but... don't want to call me the former A team member. Who are you replacing me with? Uh, I, I'm not allowed to reveal the information at this time. <laughs> I'll find out August 17th, will I? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, everything I've seen from Prince Devitt has been amazing, and he, he seems like a great wrestler. So I would love to see him in Ring of Honor. He continues, After all the trauma that BJ Whitmer has gone through in the past year, and of course, the recent power driver and the the Charlie Haas incident. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was, he's lucky he didn't get injured from that. Um, do you think he deserves a run with the ROH World, ti- World, no. T- well, uh, World TV title? No. No, I don't want to uh, award stupidity. Well, it's not... Yeah. Mm. It, because it... then other wrestlers will be like, oh, this guy got awarded for injuring himself on a pile driver on the apron. I wonder what I have to do to get noticed now, and then go out and do something even more insane or crazy. Mm. And that's I don't. I don't think we should start like giving titles out of you know sympathy or like you say just because something like that. And who knows? We we don't even know if he's going to be wrestling at this point. So I don't know if we should really be discussing championships. It's just we just got to hope first that he gets better, and maybe we'll see what happens when he if and when he comes back. Um. He also, his final question from DX was his NWO. He is getting his money's worth today. He's got today. four here, I know. Um, I know Harry and John talked about Brian Fury and video game characters in Ring of Honor on the last ROH cast. So how about the Mario Brothers? Do you think they can give Red Dragon a run for their money? Future World Tag Team Champions? That would be great. Then they already have a built-in feud with Wario and Waluigi. <laughs> that would be good. Um... Yeah, maybe maybe on our Cast One Hundred Four, we'll have new champs again. It'll be the Mario Brothers. And then, and then of course, Bowser would be their ultimate foe. Yeah, that damn Bowser. I think Joe Cuff could play the role of Bowser. <laughs> Out of all the Mario games, which one do you think is the best? Here's, here's a revelation as a gamer that shocks a lot of people. I've never had a n- Nintendo console. Only the how have you never had? Never had a NES, SNES. N64, Wii, Wii U. Only I've had all the like Game Boys and all that, but never. I, can't, I was always a you know a, a Sega, Mega Drive or Genesis as you call it over there, and PlayStation when I was a kid. Never a, a NES. So so not even you, 
So you never played Duck Hunt? Nope. I'm a games developer. That is my job, and I've never had a Nintendo console. Only the handhelds. I am shocked and offended and appalled. <laughs> I should just be fired. <laughs> you should be. I don't know how that even happens. Well, I, I just never had one as a kid. I had a Amiga, then I had a PS1, no, sorry, a Mega Drive, then a PS1, then a Dreamcast, then a PS2, then Xbox 360, PS3, and blah, 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 etc. But never a... When I was a kid, never had a Nintendo console in the house or anything. Alright, so since you're a game developer, there's the whole Xbox One versus PS4 debate. Which one do you think would be is going to be best? Uh, I personally prefer the PS4 because it's cheaper and it doesn't require the Kinect, which doesn't appeal to me. Well, and they came out the other day saying that no longer requires uh, Kinect uh, for Xbox One. Every box comes with it, though. It's, but, it, but but it's not required to use. Yeah, but you have to buy it. You have to buy it, of course, yeah. So like that's what the, um, I think it's $100 in America difference is because the Kinect's packed in, so it obviously has to cost more. So it, it is technically, it's not required, but it comes with every one, which means the thing costs more. And I suppose you could, you know, put it on eBay, but the fact that every single box comes with one, no one's going to be buying them. So you're kind of stuck with it. And that's, personally... Um, that's why I prefer PS4, because of the price, no connect. And also, I'm one of the... I don't know if you've ever heard of this rare device called a PlayStation Vita. I actually own one, and you can stream all your games to that. So, being as I already own that, I think the PS4 is a definite win for me. Well, were you a uh, PS3 or Xbox 360 person? I was a 360 gamer for ages, and then I just sort of slowly swapped to more PC and PS3 now. And speaking of PS3, did you, have you seen the uh, GTA 5 online that was revealed today? I have not, but Adults. I had that. I already had that paid off for the 360. Oh no! Get it on PS3. Do you have I a PS3? I, I do have a PS3. I, don't, I hate it. Oh come on! Get one on, on the. Get it on PS3. We can play. We can even play with members of the RH Cast Force. Well, they can do that if they have a 360. Play with me. No, 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 no. Listen, the A team had to stick together, John. I'm, I'm not playing it with Stephen. <laughs> in exile in Ghana playing his PS3 any other <laughs> do we just talk about games for the rest of the we show need to have our ga- we need to have a gaming podcast gameworld.com <laughs> watch out IGN game world is coming <laughs> for you <laughs> oh dear um, yeah let's, let's move on XHC on the forum says greetings again from the dirty south of England is that where they're smelly? <laughs> we got a tweet about that, didn't we? Um, was just wondering what the ROH cast's opinions are of deathmatch wrestling. Personally, I think it can be mildly enjoyable, but a lot of the high spots go too far, and I don't like the ideas of the idea of wrestlers killing themselves to impress twenty hicks in a car park behind a country fair. He pretty much wrapped up my. Uh, now I have uh, never. Thoughts, thoughts on it. I I think in my entire life of watching wrestling, I've I've seen one death match, and it was at a house show I went to, and they happened to have a death match on the card, and it I just it just doesn't appeal to me at all that kind of hardcore wrestling. And to be honest, I see most of death match stuff in Botchamania when it's just sort of guys that are, I don't know, like four hundred pounds. 
just sort of all blubber, just sort of hitting themselves with ridiculous objects and bleeding everywhere. And it's just, it's just ridiculous in my opinion. It's not, not for me at all. What do you think? I can't stand it. I absolutely hate it. Yeah, I'm really not a, a fan of sort of. I'm not really it's, a big it's, fan of hardcore wrestling in general. It's a, alone, it's a step up. It's it's a slight step up from backyard wrestling. Is all it is. Listen, everyone loves Denim Dave. That's much better than than. Uh, it's a slight Dave. step up from bad backyard wrestling. <laughs> um, he continues with a with a similarly themed question. Do you guys reckon Ring of Honor could or should do a hardcore themed show? No. No. I'm. I mean, this is just personal taste. Some people might like that, but I'm not a fan of hardcore wrestling, and especially when, with all the sort of the Nigel McGuinness documentary and trying to get blood out of wrestling, because to be honest, we haven't actually had blood in Ring of Honor for a, a long time now. It's been sort of banned, and you know, it's not. There's no intentional bleeding done, so I don't think anyone's missing that. I don't think it really adds anything, so I feel the same about hardcore wrestling. It just doesn't really... If the feud demands some sort of match, like a street fight or a ladder wall, that's fine, but a whole show, it's not for me. Do you agree? I agree. I think it's better as like a... Like you said, if the feud calls for it, have it, but don't throw a hardcore gimmick onto a match if it doesn't need it. Mm. I have a lot of questions still going. Thank you thank you very much, RH Cast Force. Um, Spanky on you has a question for me specifically. Harry, when is your game going to be available on iPhones? Unfortunately, it will never be available for iPhones. Um, Tubby Toucan, now available exclusively on the iPad. Um, when we div- we had essentially that was part of my master's degree. Um, do you do you have masters? Is that a thing in the, like? What what do you have after sort of usual degrees? It called master. You, you have you have you have you have your AA, which is two years. Then you have your bachelor's at four years, master's at six, I believe. Then then uh, doctorate at eight. Yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, so it's a master's degree essentially. So part of that was we had five weeks to make an iPad game. We made it, we shipped it, and then moved on to a PS3 game we've been doing for the past eight months for Sony. So. Um, we kind of made that and ditched it. Like we still have the code, but I don't think we'll be releasing it for iPhone. Unfortunately, um, I did port it to Android phones, um, which I have. I can't release that. We're not going to be putting that in the App Store, like the, the Google Play Store. But if anyone really wants it, I might be able to s- send it via email. But don't tell anyone on my course. <laughs> Do you have an Android phone, John? I used to, but I recently got an iPhone. <laughs> Just say so you didn't have to pay Tubby Took. No, I, I still I have Tubby Toucan on my oh, iPad. Whoa. On your iPad, okay. I'm sure you've completed it and unlocked the golden token, haven't you? I I have come quite close. I have not yet been able to reach that point though. <laughs> I'm not I'm not playing it like twelve hours a day like some people are. <laughs> like some current X Division champions. <laughs> um it's Panky on you says should power drivers even be allowed in the first three matches of a show? That's a quite specific question there. What do you think? I think... That's actually a really good point. I think... They they, they are a devastating move. It, it is... You look at it and it just... You know, even when they're fully protected, it still looks, you know, devastating. Maybe he's got a point that it should be saved, if they're doing it at all, for later on. I mean... I think banning it is extreme because 
I mean, look at has the Undertaker ever, ever injured anyone with his tombstone? I mean, Kevin Steen, package power driver. He used to do those like off the apron through a table, and it's just a matter of who's doing, who's doing it, yeah. who's doing it, who's taking it, where it is. Like on an apron, there's more room, you know, more risk there. So maybe he's got a point that it should just be saved for to big make it more big, to make yeah. it more special. It should be saved for like the main events, the big matches, the you know when it does happen, it should. You know, they I wouldn't like they did. Yeah, I sh- I wouldn't complain if that was a finish. Like it always annoys me. Excuse me, when the Wolves do a tombstone power driver with a kick to the head halfway through a match, that drives me insane. Out, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Should be that match should kill the person. Yeah, exactly. Um, or that move should kill the person. I should say, not that match. <laughs> that then it would be deathmatch wrestling, John. We don't want that. That is true. Um, Spanky on you. He's got five questions here. I'll let him off because he talked about Tubby Token. So, um, where do you see Jimmy Jacobs in the next few months after a apparent face turn? John, you're a big fan of uh, Jimmy Jacobs. Where do I see him, or where do I want to see him? Both. What do you think they'll do with him? What would you prefer? I'm assuming they're different things. It would be. <sighs> Realistically, I could see him challenging for the TV title as a face, going against Matt Taven. I'm not sure how how they set that feud up, but I could see that. What I would love to see is him in the upper card, but you know, too high for the TV title, but kind of not quite at the world title level. Would you say that is that where Roderick Strong is? Yeah, I guess so. But actually, have him give him proper feuds instead of allowing him to float around like Roderick Strong has been doing. Mm. Um, and <laughs> since, uh, if anyone's not seen the August 1 TNA review, I've got to check this out. Um, since TNA, TNA is now TNMMA, can Ring of Honor bring in old washed up boxes? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure James Tony's looking for something to do these days. I have no idea who that is. He is an old boxer who fought in one UFC fight and got beat in like two minutes. <laughs> Spanky on you's final question. Where are my pants? Uh, I uh, apologize for stealing the pants. <laughs> Maybe Steven stole them and he was using those to stuff himself. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's maybe he's in exile, so he won't have to return everybody's pants. <laughs> Do we know what was what was he using to stuff? Do we know what the object was? I mean, we don't even know how it was discovered, but do we know what was discovered down there? I'm kind of terrified to find that bit of information out. And where is that object? I hope it's been washed, whatever it is. I hope it's been yeah. I hope it's been sanitized. I hope it's it probably is off in a jar somewhere, being studied by Harvard by Harvard students <laughs> to find out just what exactly that object is. <laughs> Uh, we have one from Stan Hansen in HD who who uh, gave us that interesting financial related question if you remember last week when we were discussing the SBG financial report. No? Do you not remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I, I okay. realize you're asking that in the form of a question. <laughs> he says, in light of the recent injury to BJ Whitmer, who do you blame more for wrestlers not having health insurance? The promotions or the wrestlers themselves, i.e. not grouping together and demanding promoters provide insurance. Now, I don't know 
anything about health insurance because over here we have this thing called the NHS, which isn't very good, but at least it's free. So, John, could, could you shed any light to this, perhaps? Do you think they should... Add... I will try. Uh... I mean, I, I honestly don't know anything about how this works. And like In WWE and TNA, do they pay for the... Insurance I know WWE does. I'm, I'm like 95% sure WWE does. I'm sure they have to as a yeah. traded company. TNA, I've heard hit or miss stories. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But for a company like TNA, they're hiring independently contracted wrestlers. These wrestler, these wrestlers compete in other companies across the country and across the world. That's if, true. if these wrestlers compete in Ring of Honor, they should still have their own insurance on top of whatever ring of honor might offer so even though ring of honor might should offer things you know if say bj get you know got injured on ring of honor should they might should offer you some kind of help like uh, pay for his hospital stay for the next few days mm. but other than that bj Whitmer should take care of himself well the kind of thing about that is that spot in particular is i, I doubt ring of honor I don't know how wrestling works. <laughs> I don't ring Ivana requested that spot or demanded that. So, like, should they be expected to cover things like that when it's such a risky spot and it's, like, half with, like, the third match of the show? I mean, I don't know. Uh, he, he also adds, also, since Great Britain has universal health care, maybe you can enlighten us Americans. Since this injury occurred in Canada and BJ went to a Canadian hospital... Do you know he'll have to pay any medical bills for the treatment he received? I'm assuming so. I mean, I, I can't imagine if, you know, John came over here and, I don't know, slipped on a banana peel that may or may not have been stuffed in someone's pants, that then he would get free treatment? I don't, I don't know. Because normally when you go to a foreign country, you pay for travel, like insurance, don't you? It's like when your stuff gets nicked. I have no idea about this kind of stuff. Luckily, I've been in good health for a while, so I have not had to deal with hospitals and things. Do you know anything? Do you get injured regularly, John? I've been, I've been to the doctor. I went to the doctor for the second time in four years the other week. Having so, that beard checked out. Yeah, I'm, I was getting the uh, nests and the uh, rodents removed. We have, more, we have like three more questions uh, to continue to wrap up the... It's a good show. I think it's been a good show, you know, with the A-team. Um, Felker Pat says, which ROH wrestlers would you like to see change characters slash gimmicks? Ooh. That is and should we say, and should oh, we say to like what? Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean... Oh, I just want to add, I love how Cheeseburger is now actually on the roster page. I've just noticed that now. And he has... And it ridiculously blurred photo of him on his profile page. That is, that's brilliant. That's made my day. Um, change and, and and God and it's cut out. You can still see the white around him, like like the white from the background. Oh, the that's a really bad crop out of cheeseburger. That's terrible. He deserves, he deserves better. He deserves he deserves much better. I would like to see uh, a change in the vacant world title become non-vacant. Yes, that infamous roster member vacant world title. Um, how about um. <laughs> Uh, Caprice Coleman go from ordained minister to like cult leader, or <laughs> or just or just like wizard or something. I think CNC going heel could work. I think we talked about this quite a few times. Is that they're kind of becoming a bit stagnant a bit. So I think them turning heel would be a bit would might might repackage them, restart them a bit, reboot them, 
kind of like they're trying to do with Michael Bennett, who appears to just now wear a denim jacket, thinking he's denim Dave or something. Um, I think we've talked about this a hell of a lot. Mike Mondo, is he still face? I don't know what he is. He'll well, probably—I I guess since he's wrestling against Matt Taven, he's got to be the default face. Well, they always boom in New York, <laughs> even when he was face. They hate. Are him. they booing him or are they booming him? Oh, that's a very good point. They could always be on boom, now, boom. It's not Kofi Kingston. Um, now, so maybe it sounds like we're just using doing the usual IWC stereotype of where everyone must turn heel. How about this? If we're going was... character changes. Tomasa Ciampa is a Sicilian psychopath, correct? Yes. They give him medication to calm him down and make him into a normal functioning member of society. <laughs> no, because then he wouldn't be like a badass. It's it's awesome that he's a psycho. It's great. Yeah, well, then he could come out wearing like khakis and a collared shirt, like <laughs> drinking drinking a uh, a latte. Um, I think to my final one would be Matt Taven. I don't think this Truth Martini stuff works. You think there's somebody else on the roster it could work better with? I don't know because Martini's changed so much. Like when he was with Elgin and and Strong, he wasn't. He was. He was like the life intervention expert, wasn't he? Now he's just like a pimp. Party. Or yeah. Pimp, pimp basically. I mean, for for comedy, him and Cheeseburger, that'd just be incredible. But I don't. I don't. I don't know who they could put with Truth with this new gimmick he has, really. Because I don't. I just don't think it works with Taven and. I really don't know. That is a tough one. Uh, and also, Kevin Kelly should change to be uh, a mime, so he just never speaks. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you're going to say something offensive. So we'll... I was just going to say an unemployed Kevin Kelly would be a great. Falka <laughs> <laughs> um, Pat continues and says, "Who are the most entertaining wrestlers to follow on Twitter?" Now, I personally don't use Twitter much myself. I, I use it for the website. And I think that that wrestler, um, at RH underscore world, very, very entertaining stuff. You should check that out. Do you follow many of the uh, ROH wrestlers, John? I follow some of them. Um, I've seen, like, Steen and, and Champa has been quite entertaining sometimes. Yeah, Steen, I'll say, is by far the most entertaining. And that's pretty much the only one I can think of off the top of my head that, you know, even... Stands out would be Steen. Joe Briscoe? Does that... <laughs> for, for all the wrong reasons. Um, and finally, Andy Diaz has the final question for ROHCast 102. He says, oh, it's something we've just been talking about. Do you guys think that Matt Taven being overshadowed by Truth Martini and the Hoopla Hotties is going to be a storyline that will turn Taven against the House of, House of Truth? Or is it just bad booking by Delirious? I think it's bad booking, but it could turn into good booking with that idea you just put forth. I, I completely agree. I think it's not an intention. I mean, why would you intentionally make something bad? <laughs> I think what they will do eventually, I don't know how soon, is, is realize it's kind of not working and Taven's not perhaps getting the re- reception and reaction people want. Even when he does put on these good matches, it just gets forgotten about due to you know scarlet taking a top off giving lap dances and martini dancing around in his boxes so i think they will use that as a catalyst for a, a taven face turn eventually but it's kind of hard to feud with someone who can't bump so i don't know what unless he starts beating up the hotties which 
in Ring of Honor, that would probably make him a face because we've seen a lot of wrestlers just harassed. Oh him God, Mondo versus Taven. Good God, look out for Scarlett oh, no. and oh, Holy Scarlet. crap! Oh, God, we need to. I think we need to go and just warn. Martini. I'm gonna go ahead and call the police now. Just be waiting. <laughs> Maria's in the same building. She should watch out. I mean, but having two of them at ringside. Oh, my, oh dear. Oh, that, that's, we have to end the show. Um, this has been RHCast episode 102, the video game edition. Um, we do hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Let us know your feedback on the show on Twitter or the forum. Um, anything you'd like to see us change, let us know. Anything you didn't like, let us know. We're always trying to get feedback on the show to make it better. Um, the changes that I discussed earlier to rhworld.com will either happen this weekend or next weekend. I, I'm going to try not to interfere with the site during Manhattan Mayhem 5 weekend, so probably next weekend when there's not much going on. So um, be sure to check out the sort of changes coming soon and let us know if you have any suggestions. Um, and yeah. That brings an end to the show, so we hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you for my fellow A-team member, John, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, and we will see you all next week for RHCast 103. <laughs>